Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, July 15th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Markets are on edge as the Italian government wobbles, and the euro is sinking and sinking as currency investors flock to the safety of the greenback. The dollar is just screaming higher. And U.S. banks kicked off earnings season with a surprise for investors. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Italian politics are kind of like a bad movie right now. One of the stars, Prime Minister Mario Draghi, a guy known for his competence, offered to resign yesterday after political opponents refused to work with him. The president, Sergio Mattarella, said, no, you can't leave. He's rejected the resignation and asked Mario Draghi to communicate with Parliament on Wednesday next week. That's our Rome correspondent, Amy Kasman. So there's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes political maneuvering as members of parliament decide whether they can persuade Draghi to stay or whether they're happy for Italy to be plunged into early elections. There's a lot of uncertainty about, you know, what the shape of a new government would look like. So there's a lot of anxiety about what lies ahead. So Amy, how are markets responding? Draghi is seen as somebody who could be counted on to maintain fiscal rectitude. I think markets would feel more reassured if Draghi was still in power to see through the next budget. I think there's going to be a lot of market anxiety, and that is going to be reflected in a sharp spike in uh, bond yields. There is a growing um, concern in the markets about the sustainability of Italy's public debt, and so Bond yields are rising, and the difference in the spread between Italian government bonds and German government bonds are widening, and that is a sign that the markets are increasingly anxious about Italy's financial situation, which in turn will put a lot of pressure on the European Central Bank and on the euro. Amy Kasman is the FT's Rome correspondent. Italy's troubles aren't the only thing weighing on the euro. And yesterday, Europe's common currency dropped below the U.S. dollar for the first time in 20 years. The FT's Katie Martin reminds us that when trouble hits, currency traders flock to the greenback. There's a few reasons for that. One of them is just risk aversion. People just gravitate to the dollar when things get tough. But in addition to that... Holy smokes, did you take a look at the U.S. inflation number earlier yeah. this week? Oh, yeah, 9.1%, year on year. Crikey, blimey. And so now you have um, typically very sensible investment banks telling their clients that the next interest rate rise from the U.S. Federal Reserves could be a full percentage point. So in this case, in the U.S., you have interest rates going up at an incredibly rapid clip, all things being equal, that is positive for for currencies. And it's the market's way of saying, look, I I think Europe's heading for a really horrible recession here, and I'm not necessarily so sure that the U.S. is. So if you line these things up against each other, it's got to be the dollar every time. Um, And, you know, I I just bumped into Martin Wolf on my way in here and he was saying, you know, as far as he's concerned, this this dollar move is going to carry on until until US interest rates peak. And that might not be until six or seven percent. 
So let me get this straight. In trying to tackle inflation, the Federal Reserve will raise U.S. interest rates like we've seen, which makes the dollar stronger. But in doing so, it will drive down the value of other currencies like the euro, the one you know we're talking about right now, which will exacerbate inflation in those countries. Is that right? Yeah. Which I guess then puts pressure on other central banks to raise rates to keep pace to, to strengthen there. And they might need to raise rates even harder than they were previously thinking they had to, to try and get inflation under control. So it just causes spirals of problems everywhere. So what does this weaker euro mean for Europeans, Katie? What, what, why does this matter? So it matters at least in part because places like the Eurozone and the UK import a lot of stuff that's in dollars, in particular energy. Um, and so if we're importing lots of oil that's denominated in dollars, then it gets even more expensive if those dollars are more expensive. And in turn, that can make inflation problems even worse for countries like the UK or for countries across the Eurozone. Did you did you hear that? that those are the wheels churning in my brain to catch up on this. <laughs> Katie Martin is extremely patient and the FT's <laughs> markets editor. Thank you so much, Katie. Pleasure. Two of the biggest U.S. banks reported second quarter earnings yesterday, and it was not what analysts had predicted. J.P. Morgan Chase and Morgan Stanley both reported bigger-than-expected profit declines. But it wasn't all bad news. Here's our U.S. banking editor, Josh Franklin. If you look at J.P. Morgan, for instance, they did post their best earnings from lending in over a decade. So they really did benefit from rising interest rates. Where there was a, a disconnect between what analysts were expecting and what the results actually showed was in investment banking. Analysts were way too optimistic about um, how well investment banking would hold up in this environment where deal making has really slowed, especially for initial public offerings. You got to remember 2021 was an incredibly lucrative year for, for investment banks with M&A, with IPOs, especially the SPAC boom that we, we saw a lot of that Wall Street benefited from. So that was really where banks fell short. You also had some other unpleasant surprises for investors with JP Morgan saying that they would suspend their share buyback program while they look to uh, retain earnings in order to meet new tough capital requirements from the Federal Reserve. And JP Morgan also said that they expected to pay around $200 million in a fine around record keeping on Wall Street. So all in all, a pretty bruising quarter for the banks. So what did JP Morgan say about its economic outlook for the rest of the year? So uh, JP Morgan increased their um, guidance for how much they expected to make from from their lending activities this year, really kind of banking on uh, rising interest rates from the Fed to help them out there. Interestingly, one of the big things that investors always look out for for uh, banks, just because they are, uh, they do have their finger on the pulse when it comes to uh, the health of the economy, is on the health of their, the U.S. consumer and also of the corporate landscape. And um, despite getting lots of questions asking about weaknesses in um, in credit markets, um, uh, the bank CEOs really were very upbeat about what they were seeing from from customer uh, cash balances, customer default rates. So far, holding up really well. Josh, we've got more bank earnings today, including Wells Fargo and Citigroup. What are investors bracing for? 
for investors will hope that Wells Fargo and City will be a slightly simpler story. They should be like JP Morgan, benefiting a lot from from rising interest rates, making more money from from lending. City, I think people will be curious to see whether or not investment banking also underperforms there because they are a top five player in investment banking. But definitely considering that JP Morgan in particular is a bellwether for the industry, it did not set a good tone for earnings season. Josh Franklin is the FT's US banking editor. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Sonia Hudson, Fiona Simon, and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from Michael Lello, David De Silva, Peter Barber, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Bromley is the FT's global head of audio, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.